This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack. Polly Cupcakes. What is up? And correction, I am here with Hockey Troll. That's true. Um, I guess. Caps fans, today we're going to talk only about Tom Wilson and the incident. We've had some time to cool down, so let's get refired up and come at the issue with some new fervor. Um, but first, got to pay the bills. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it. Use code THPN. Big names are heading, headlining this week's UFC 262 card from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There will be no shortage of action. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. One fighter will be walking away with a belt. Will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick the main event fighter you think will win, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on select fighters, and if they win, you win $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code THPN. Make a lot of money. Thank us later. Thank us later. Tom, or not Tom, Nate Diaz. Thank Dana White that you're not fighting McGregor. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. That's a very evenly matched competitive fight. Okay. McGregor sucks. Anyways, I think we should pop some tabs and get right into our discussion about Tom Wilson. What about you? I agree. One, two, three. Before we get into that. Oh my God, Polly. What? I have a little story to tell Caps fans and just hockey fans in general. Okay. So, um, I've been on a jersey buying kick last couple months. Um, You've picked up quite the hobby, I would say. I have. You know, and growing up, uh, I wasn't really into it. I used to have that attitude of, I'm not going to wear another another man's name on my back. Wow. How egotistical of you. Yeah. Well, it was stupid, and I've grown out of it, because... Now you're wearing women's names on your back. I am. I am. I'm comfortable in my skin, and I am not. I don't feel weird wearing someone else's jersey. So, to your point, I have a jersey for every NWHL team and a PWHPA jersey. But this story is about an Ovechkin jersey. I ordered an Ovechkin jersey with. A Stanley Cup patch on it. Ovechkin. It didn't come with the C. Fuck you, NHL.com. I reach out to NHL.com. Um, we're sorry. It appears that this product 
doesn't come with the letters on the front. It's a predetermined package, blah, 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 blah. So I I found the C online, and I'm going to have a tailor put it on, so I don't... like Custom. How, how dumb custom is made. it? Yeah, custom made. How dumb is it to have an Ovechkin jersey from their Stanley Cup time and not have a C? Yeah, and I mean, that is dumb. Uh, I think... Yeah. You know, I guess you just should have gotten one from Cool Hockey. I guess so. You know, when that's I was, big money. When I was in my chat with the NHL.com representative, I said, you should really put this in the description so people know. And I, I said, I'm not mad at you. I'm just giving you feedback. I, want, <laughs> I, I wanted them to know. Cause, okay, cause, Bob. <laughs> cause, what? I said, okay, Bob. Customer service reps do not deserve to be met with... You know, attitude. And they didn't make the decision. I've never treated a customer service rep badly. Except, can I can I say the quote? <laughs> the time you called that software guy and you <laughs> said, you are fucking me in the ass. Have you ever been fucked in the ass? It hurts. And the guy's just like, um, I'm sorry, sir. Like, oh, it was brutal. He got smart with me, dude. He did. He, you, cause, I think, well, he got smart with me, and then you raised your eye like, oh, what are you going to do about that hockey I think troll? he said, you He's, were like, can you do anything else for me? And he was like, sir, if I could, I would be doing it. And you were like, oh, top, here yeah. we go. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, if that's how it's going to be, you ever been fucked in the ass? Because it hurts. <laughs> and that's what you're fucking doing to me right now, you asshole. Uh, your fucking shitty software. And the whole backstory behind that was that I had recorded an amazing with Anthony St. Filippo, a great um, and grumpy old man, a Metro Division roundtable last year. And my uh, the way that Audacity works is it creates like a temporary folder and it just like downloads bits, like microseconds of the, of the thing. And then when you're done, it compiles it all. Well, my Norton, stupid fucking Norton, came in and deleted that whole thing while I was recording it. Yeah. That folder. I remember. I think you recorded it before we were recording, or maybe we were going to go to a beer league game. Mm. But whatever reason, I was over, and I got to witness... Oh, no. I came over for tacos. Yeah, or something. Yeah, and I got to witness you stuffing your face with tacos and telling this guy that he fucked you in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, uh, I felt wronged. Not that anal sex is wrong, but just. But if you're not prepared for it, it probably or willing, hurts. Or willing. Or willing. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you were implying an unpleasant yes. anal sex experiment mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, if you're going to buy a jersey from the NHL shop, make sure. That they're going to give you the C or the A if it is applicable. Right. Absolutely. Caps fans, I guess there's a heads up for you. Um, <clears throat> I have something to add. I've been watching the Netflix show. I finished it today. The Serpent. It's pretty crazy. It's about, about some guy in, that like lived in Bangkok in like the 60s and was just murdering hippies. Oh. And taking their money and becoming a gym dealer. Like a workout gym? No. A gem, gem, a gem dealer. Gem. Okay, and yeah, that's someone who deals in workout facilities. I thought you it. meant like a guy who started like a gym franchise. 
No. Yeah. Okay. Gems. That makes more sense. God damn it, Paul. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> pretty good. Recommend. 10 out of 10. It's scary. Crazy. I started watching Greenland on uh, HBO. It's a uh-huh. Gerard Butler movie. Okay. It's like a, an apocalyptic thing. I'm only about a, a quarter of the way through, but so far it looks good. Good shit. Good shit. We're all we're all taking in lots of content here at the Calf Shirt Podcast. Um, but let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to talk about Tom Wilson and, and what we really think of it. If you missed the Eastern Division podcast that we, where basically five dudes came in, uh, the hosts from the Three Pigeons podcast, Tip of the Iceberg, Berlansky was there, and um, uh, Andy from the Broadway Boys podcast uh, gracefully uh, graced us with our time with his time. Excuse me. God bless uh, you. He um he came in and basically drugged Tom Wilson for about thirty minutes, and everybody else did too. We talk about the playoffs and matchups and etc. But uh, I mean, every there were they were very upset about it, which yes. I found hilarious. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't going to win anybody over there, but I think I stated the case decently well. So check it out. It's on our feed. It's on the THPN feed. It went out last Friday. Um, it's on all those podcast uh, feeds that I mentioned, but the video he, is on the Broadway Boys Twitter. Yeah, and it's on ours. Or no, it's on their Twitter, but it's on our. Uh, it's on Capture Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so here's what went down. Tom Wilson incident happens. Just a quick layout of last week. Tom Wilson. Gets in a scrum, punches Buchnevich while he's down, gets a 5K fine for it. Panarin jumps on his back during the scrum, and the NHL looks at this just as wrestling, and it just turned out bad for Panarin. Um, <clears throat> and Panarin leaves with a lower body injury and does not return for the rest of the quote-unquote season, which this is an injury that he's been nursing for a while now. So Tom Wilson incident happen, happens, Twitter explodes. The next day, Tom Wilson gets a 5K fine. Twitter explodes again. And then the Rangers release the following statement. I'm going to read it. Hopefully we don't get sued. A statement from the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that the Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action to suspend him indefinitely. Indefinitely. That means forever. Until they decide yeah, likewise. With no date. Right. Of return. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions cause an injury to, to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction of duty by the head of NHL player safety, George Peros, and believe he is unfit to continue his current role. For this, the Rangers received a quarter million dollar fine from the league. That ain't chump change. And the Rangers then said, dude, we didn't... the." The seat, the owner didn't prove this. Uh, we're firing our president and GM, and they assigned Jur- Jur- Chris Drury as the GM and president of the team. Although they are saying it's unrelated, the firing, uh, they've come out and said it's unrelated to the that. statement. But even if they were going to fire them, this definitely expedited it. 
Yeah, and then the insane game goes down with a ton of fights and the Rangers lose again. So, you know, tell me you're down bad without telling me you're a Rangers fan right now. Um, I just have a lot of things to unpack with this. Like, Panarin was nursing this lower body injury before the game. He's had a history of it. And this this may have exasperated or it may have just been a tool to pile on Tom Wilson. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, to say it was completely caused by that tussle is a little bit much. Uh, also, after that game, they were eliminated from the playoffs. So at that point, it right. makes sense they had to, nothing just to lose. sit out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Panarin had nothing to play for. Right. Or maybe maybe the next game is when they were knocked out. But still, no, that game. It was that game. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, why would Panarin come back? Right. If he's nursing anything, rest him for next season. Right. Because I think that Rangers have done an expert job of their rebuild, and they're going to be a playoff team next year. Absolutely. They might even make a run for the division. Right. So, um, you know, and finally, this happens in hockey. The NHL took uh, issue with the hitting of Bushnevich in the prone position, which I agreed with. I think that's kind of a dirty move. I think that that would would warrant a fine. He hit him in the shoulder. If another player that's not Tom Wilson does that, nothing happens. Same with throwing ragdolling Panarin. Um, Emily Kaplan had a great explanation of this, and she basically said that the NHL has taken issue with hitting a defenseless Bushnevich in a prone position. But they consider what happened with Panarin, what happens on a nightly basis or weekly basis at, at, at the least <clears throat> in the NHL, a wrestling match between two players. And then we saw, as we were recording the Eastern Division podca- uh, podcast, that that night, Sidney Crosby gets in a wrestling match with Konefke and drives his head into the ice. Yep. What I'm seeing is a lot of people are like, he could have died by hitting his head on the ice because he's got his, he's got his helmet off. Panarin jumps on his back, drives him to the boards, three, two other Rangers punch him, try to get in there too. The Caps boys kind of separate that. And then... Tom Wilson starts kind of pushing Panarin's head away, and which knocks his helmet off. And Panarin starts swinging, full-on punches. Yeah, he landed at least one. Yeah, a nice right hook to Tom Wilson's face. At that point, what what did what did you expect Tom Wilson to do? And it's funny, TJ from the from the uh, from the uh, Never Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network texted me. He's like, "I think this is bullshit. What did you expect him to do? Break out in prayer?" Right. You know, he's in a heated situation. He's getting jumped on his back. I mean, Panarin leaves his feet, and Tom Wilson just stands up because he's huge. And he ragdolls Panarin as, you know, if you're Panarin there, if you're a hockey player, if you've ever played competitive hockey, if you jump on somebody's back and then force them to the boards and don't get punched in the mouth or thrown to the ice, you've come out on top. Right. You should be prepared for that. Absolutely. Mark Messier even came out and said, look, I think the Rangers are at a point now where they need to figure out, is this the team that they're going to put out there every night? Someone who can't deal with a Tom Wilson or anyone who's going to take liberties or not even take liberties, be a physical presence. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, well, first, I agree. You know, what I agree that what Tom did was excessive on Buchnevich. And he got two minors. And a, and a 10-minute misconduct for it. And a fine. And a fine. And while I think it was a dirty play, I don't 
particularly think it was dangerous. I think it was just your run-of-the-mill scumbag dirty play that happens quite often. Yeah. Um, but, uh... And, well, well here, I'll say, I'll say this again, one last thing. Again. About the people who are piling on in Twitter. If you were, like, on your fucking ivory tower high horse saying... You need to reevaluate why you're fucking... I think Evolving Wild fucking came out with this huge diatribe about, like, you know, what in your life happened to to make this your stance. And for me, it was, you know, two decades of playing competitive hockey. Uh, And then what, you know, you should reevaluate your life as to why it's come this way and that you're a bad fucking person, basically. Like, for to, to Evolving Wild, like, fuck you... Stay on your fucking computers and whatever the fuck you do, crunching those numbers. Like, it's to go that far is ridiculous, in my opinion. I, I don't understand why you have to make character judgments on people you don't even fucking know when they're just defending Tom Wilson, you know? And Andy brought up a good point. He's like, I bet Caps fans definitely feel attacked every time Tom Wilson does anything remotely bad and gets all this press, and then they double down on it. And sure, that happens. But dude, I really don't think this is a big, a bad play. I don't think a lot of Tom Wilson's plays are bad. And to say that he's like a repeat offender in this sense is wrong. He usually gets suspended for between the whistles play. He lost his temper here. Yeah. And ragdolled a guy. I mean, this, how many times has that happened? Gone unpunished and uh, across the NHL. It's because it was Tom Wilson. I mean, that's it. It, you can't and and here's my stance until the NHL puts on their fucking big boy pants and starts making rule changes there is no precedent to make any legitimate changes do you really want to play in a league or watch a league where there's the the leadership is just making decisions willy-nilly on a fly because it's one person or or is perceived to be a bad guy uh or just makes them without any real rule book uh, justification. I mean, that's what happened with the Carlo hit. Absolutely. They literally said that none of these things are illegal inherently, and we agree with the caps, but the sum of the actions, and which basically means because it's Tom Wilson, is why we did this. I mean, it's fucking bullshit. That was bullshit. And I mean, this is the outrage around this is just. <sighs> Tom Wilson's your fucking daddy if you're going to be that upset about it and, you know, villainize, like, you know, vilify people who are, who are standing up for him and trying to present the opposite side. I mean, how do you not see two sides to this as a, someone who's watched hockey? Uh, I mean, a lot of it is probably a lot of these douchebags never actually played competitive hockey. Right. Um, I remember a scrum where a guy got stepped on with his skate. And that's where all this, we could have died by getting a skate blade to the neck. No, no, I don't see that happening. Tom Wilson didn't try to kick him. He didn't Matt cook him where he fucking took the skate blade and cut an Achilles tendon or led with the feet or anything like that. Let me comment on that. Yeah, go Polly. The Penguins faithful absolutely defended Matt Cook. Oh, yeah. When he <laughs> uh, sliced Carlson's Achilles about... I think it was like 75% of the way through. Which is unbelievable. They vehemently said it was an accident. <laughs> they vehemently said, he did not do this on purpose, blah, 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 blah. 
And listen, I'm not trying to point blame and turn it around. All I'm trying to do is show your hypocrisy. In 20 years, I have never cut any playing hockey once a week. I've never cut anyone with my skate blade, not once ever that I know of. Yeah. Never. Same. And I don't play at the NHL level. I don't I don't have the ability of those players. Not even close. Right. Unbelievable. I mean, where did everybody come from where they're like, now Happy Gilmore is not satire? You really think people are out there like trying to take their skates off and fucking stabbing people or like trying to cut people? I mean, no. That, that you, There is some sort of code in there and it just, Panarin bit off more than he could chew. Yeah, I mean, it, it really comes into... Panarin needs to be smarter than this if he doesn't think this is good. Like, if he expects this not to happen. Dude, so I texted Carl Olsner when this happened. I was like, dude, you see what uh, Tom did? And, like, you know, it's like, dude can't catch a break. Why are people after him? He's like, yeah, it looked pretty barbaric, but sometimes that happens. And this is an ex-NHLer, actually, an Ironman NHLer, a guy who's played 800-plus games in a row, almost a 1,000, um, and he's like, it's the fact that Tom and a skinny, skilled player and not Kachuk and Gallagher were involved. You know, I think that, I think that if Panarin was larger, if Panarin was Ovechkin size, he doesn't get tossed around like this. Right. But you have to think Panarin is thinking, I want to fight him. Absolutely. Unless he, I thought, want to hit him in the face. I want to hurt Tom Wilson. Unless he was thinking, I can do this and he won't hit me because I'm smaller or I'm a goal scorer. Right, and therein is a problem in itself. You Absolutely. can't protect these players all the time, especially if they're going to do stuff after the whistle. Uh, it's it's shitty. It's hypocrisy. And like I said, you outlaw any head contact. You outlaw after whistle scrums. Tom Wilson deserves suspension, a heavy one. Probably no less than double-digit games. Yeah. But you haven't... The NHL isn't so completely disinterested in making those rule changes that I am here to argue the case as the rules are outlined. And as the rules are outlined, I think that they've got it right here. And I think people overlook all of the crappy things that happen in a scrum. I mean, oh guys God, yeah. guys are hitting people with their gloves on. Guys are hitting people that the refs have tied up. Guys <laughs> are hitting people who are engaged with another player. There are so many dangerous play. If this was dangerous, there are so many dangerous plays that happen that are just considered a part of the game that are no more egregious than what Tom Wilson did. Right. And then the, the, the final thing I kind of want to hit on, and a lot of people have talked about is, what about the children? The children that are watching this, that's their favorite player, and they see this, they think it's okay. And in the in the Hockey Podcast Network Slack, I, I gave a great example of something that I did that was scumbag fucking not proud of. When I was in high school, I was playing against a team. We were, I think we were beating them pretty good, too. One of their best players uh, came down the boards, and I stepped up to him, 
knocked a stick out of his hands in a tussle. Like it wasn't, we, we were playing the puck. That wasn't illegal. And he turned and kind of punched me in the face. And I thought that it was malicious. So I knocked him down to the ground. I cross-checked him to the back of the head as he laid on the ice. I didn't need my dad or my mom to say, that's a scumbag move. You're a piece of shit. As I looked immediately after, as the play stopped, to my bench and people were just like shaking their heads. You know, that's yeah. the ultimate shame. Yeah. And then the I knew it was wrong immediately after I did. I, just, I was just a fucking angsty teenager and lost my shit for a second. Um. And then the refs, you know, they're like, you're fucking out of here. Like, that's terrible. I get off the ice and a parent's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I mean, they were, but, you know, I'm laughing, but seriously, I mean, it felt bad. I hope the kid's all right. And I'm sure he is. I mean, he, he got up and he needed help to the bench. And like, it was just, yeah, it was a shitty play on my part. Tom Wilson is not going to create any fucking mass murderers here, people. You are. You're fucking the way you're parenting or is going is doing. That's what's going to do it. The programs that you set your kids up in, the examples that you set day to day, those are the things that are going to fucking create serial killers or good people. Not right. <clears throat> not watching Tom Wilson throw a guy to the ice without a helmet on and then yelling, "He could have died." Yeah. When well, a point I saw on Twitter, someone said uh, in response to. What example are you setting for the kids? How about the players who are adults now who grew up watching a much more violent version of hockey? Oh, they're all serial killers, apparently. They still stayed interested in the game. They still made their way to the pros. Their parents didn't pull them out. Right. Look, and if if you're not going to be into that part of the game, you're not going to play competitive hockey. Stick to house league. Stick to pickup. You're not going to play organized sports in general that have any sort of got body contact. Play soccer, play golf, play tennis, all good sports. But, you know, this is hockey. It's a violent game, right? Very violent. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, hockey inherently is violent due to the rules, due to being in that bubble that you're you in are. You're in a fucking cage. Yeah, you've talked about this before. There's no out of bounds. You can't get away from it. Um, you know, I agree he may have gotten a little excessive. But I, uh, going back to your point, it's been blown out of proportion because it's Tom. Yeah, I mean, if he would have thrown him down and then started fucking kicking him in the head. That would have been a big deal. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. Yeah. But instead, he shoved him to the ice, made sure he didn't get up. Yeah. And I just saw today Kevin Bieksa had said... Like, I forget what number, but it was something in the 90s percent of players would think nothing of this play. Right. Like, active players. Yeah. Like, he's saying it's it's the fans and the media who are making a big deal about this. The fucking peanut gallery. The, the players looked at this as, you did something fucked up, and we're going to get you back for it. Right. Just normal hockey stuff. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to have the deeper conversation about fucking hockey culture and all this shit, I mean, first of all, then in that case, you need to be on my side and say that, like, look, you just need to outlaw head hits. You need to outlaw any contact with the head, like a high stick. You need to, you know, outlaw fighting. You need to outlaw all these things I don't want. I'm not saying that they should be a thing, but outlaw, um, 
after the whistle antics, you know, outlaw extracurriculars. You can't be, you, you can't, you can't just make this case for it without proper legislation. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Department of Player Safety has has made clear that their precedent is not reliable. Yeah, they're as consistent as referees on the ice. Right, and I mean, hockey's an incredibly fast sport. There's two refs on the ice now. There used to be one, fuckers. I don't know if you guys knew that, but there used to be one. And, you know, games turned into bloodbaths or whatever that is. But, I mean... If you want to talk about the reach of hockey being hindered by this little nothing, then you should probably also be having a conversation about why aren't players like P.K. Subban the face of the league and not bitch boy Sidney Crosby? Why aren't players with character who were willing to do the extra marketing not given that opportunity? Why does the marketing department of the NHL suck so bad? I mean, it's not because of the violence of the game. Football happen- Football owns a day and a half of the fucking week, and that is an incredibly violent game. I mean, I get that you throw a punch in football, you're out. But football players are pussies anyways. You know, let's see them fight. I'd love to see it. I'd love uh, to see that slap bitch fest. And the, the violence of football turns people into murderers. Right. Yeah. With CTE. Yeah. You know, and so does drinking water, apparently. Yeah. You know? uh, 100% of serial killers have drank water in their life. Yeah. There's a correlation so there. That must be a correlation, right? So, uh, go ahead. I just, no, I mean, I just think it's ridiculous to, like, try. And, you know, that's the world that we live in today, right? Is that if you don't agree with my thoughts on things, you're the enemy. And that shouldn't be how it is. You know, we talk about civil discourse on this podcast a lot, even though, you know, obviously I'm on Twitter just showing my ass all the time, which is fun for me. Um, but, you know, in serious conversations, like I can take the troll mask off. I mean, you know, not often, but seriously, I mean, come on. It, vilifying people is not getting you the results that you need and you look like a little bitch when you do it. Yeah, and, you know, just to go on the my point of how people overblew or this is overblown on the violence of it. I just wanted to point out a few things that happen regularly um, that are not nearly, they don't receive the same kind of outcry. So I mentioned on the Monday's episode, the play in the penguin game where the guy was hit after he scored a goal and he ended up sliding in a defenseless position into the boards. It like, Plays happen regularly, high speed, tripping, late hits that put guys in positions that they could break their neck. And there is no outcry. I mean, yeah, fans will get mad in that moment, but it isn't the same reaction. The The play in the Penguin-Flyers game on the empty net goal was had a higher, had to be higher likelihood of serious injury, serious injury than the Panarin situation. Yeah, and the thing is, is that you know, because at that point those guys are going top speed, and somebody's getting toppled, right, and yeah. flying into the boards again. Then you have no, no out of bounds; it comes yeah. into place. Um, yeah, they have no control. I mean, Dale Hunter did this, Dale Dale Hunter esque in that play, and he like fucking. I think it was Lafontaine. He like destroyed him. He knocked him out of the playoffs, uh, and. 
I just the it's it's one thing to be butthurt as a fan and to realize like okay I'm just pissed off because I'm a fan and I don't like this one player but to say like he should never play in the NHL there's no room for his talent skill set in the NHL there's no you know people who support him are fucking terrible people shut the fuck up shut the fuck up you're a fucking piece of shit if you think that way like just end it end it now like there's nothing that you're not making your case here by getting ass hurt on Twitter and, and trying to talk shit. Uh, I just, you know, and, and it's so apparent to me that these people have never played a competitive sport in their life. So, you know, you keyboard fucking warriors, like stay at home. Don't fucking stress yourself about it. Start watching something else. I don't know. I mean, no, start, keep watching hockey. You're going to keep watching hockey because you're a fucking little bitch. But I just, I don't know. I mean, how many times can I call someone a little fucking bitch? <laughs> well, and, you know, to go on where I was saying plays that happen that are more dangerous, what about stick play? I am convinced that 20 fights a game is less dangerous than when people start swinging their stick like a bat or they start doing the cross-checking. Right. Because, again, with a cross-check, you can put someone into the boards that could cause serious injury. The stick swinging, you can get someone in the head or the neck. I wholeheartedly believe that what Mantha, or what Mantha experienced from yeah. Buchnevich was much more dangerous than anything Tom Wilson did in the prior game. Sure. And not to mention, there's a reason butt ending, which is a never called penalty because it never happens because that's a complete bitch move. There's a reason butt ending is an automatic game misconduct. Yeah. You, you butt in somebody in the chest or, you know, in a vital organ that could hurt them. You butt them in the face. I mean, that could be a loss of vision. That could be, you know, hit them in the temple hard enough. You know, it's like a hammer fist. It's like taking a butt end of a gun and hitting somebody and hurting them. Right. right. You know, people can really die from that shit. Um, there's a reason that, that they, these these uh, stick plays have been outlawed, especially why high sticking is such a no tolerance thing, right? Right? Because if I'm gonna hit you in the head with my stick, that's assault, brother. That's with a weapon. Exactly. You know. Um, I don't know. I and you know, I can see why a Ranger fan would be upset. But to see like Caps fans and to see like other fan bases come in and just like start piling on with their fucking bullshit about how you're a terrible person if you have a hard time, Wilson, like fuck you. There's you're you're off your fucking rocker. You know, talk about your. I mean, you're you're just so delusional, and and it, it's you know, it's just showing how little you know about the sport, hands on. And yeah. like, you know, either having played or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been attacked post whistle before. Fuck. What was it? Like last season that guy tried to fight me. Yeah. Because I knocked him over. It was a late hit and it's non checking league, but I didn't mean to like, I mean, I didn't, I could have killed him. I could have thrown him. He was probably about 10 feet away from the bench. I could have driven him so hard into his own bench, head first, never would have played hockey again. Instead, I just knocked him over. You know, it just happened. Uh, 
and so yeah, he got up and and called me the c word and started trying to fucking rip my helmet off. Like he had my hat, he had my helmet, yeah. like in two hands and was like raking it, like trying to break my neck. And I'm laughing this whole time because this dude was like the Tom Wilson versus Panarin in body weight. Yeah, and I was basically just holding him off with one hand and was asking if he was serious. And then I fucking threw him to the ice and his helmet fell off. <laughs> and uh, then I showed him my fist like this, like, oh, you you dirty rat. Oh, I oughta. Oh, I oughta do this to you. And he fucking, the, it was the most insane turtle that I've ever seen from anyone. I mean, he like, he balled up like an armadillo on his back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty sad to yeah. watch. Especially when you like come at somebody. So like, there's the instant recognition of like being out muscled right there. Like being being shown that you're a child against men. Um, and that happened in a beer league game. So, you know, I mean, I'm not here to like, say I'm like some sort of big baller, like fucking bruiser guy that could kick at everybody's ass. But you know, if I have 50 pounds on you and you come over here and you're trying to like twist my helmet off, like fucking, I don't even know, like Bruce Lee neck crack, like killing somebody, like you better reevaluate your life when you're doing it against somebody. This ain't the fucking movies kid. Yeah. <clears throat> but in hindsight, I should have fucking at least given him a black eye or loosened a tooth. Yeah. I mean, I got suspended yeah, right. for it because his helmet fell off. Make it worth it. Yeah. And, you know, once once I realized that none of the refs were going to step in, um, I just tossed him around with one hand like a little bitch. Um, where I should have just stood up, squared up to him and fed him about five or six knuckle sandwiches. Yeah. Next time. Always next time. Next time. But the takeaway here is that if you're going to get in a fight in beer league and somebody's already attacking you, you're going to get suspended anyways, most likely. So you might as well just beat the shit out of the other guy if you can. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But to to round out the the stick play, um, basically, you know, don't be a coward. If you're going to resort to these aggressive and ridiculous stick penalties, the high cross checks, using your your stick either to spear, high stick, swing it like a bat. Butt end. Butt end. You know, don't be a coward. If you want to inflict pain, do it with your body. Do it with your fists. Yeah. Or don't. Don't use your stick as a weapon, you fucking child (laughs) throwing a tantrum. Or don't jump on some guy who's way bigger than you. Like... When you get into these, you know, you'll see it in, in hockey games. When this type of bullshit happens, everyone grabs one person and drives them to the boards and holds them or whatever. And then there's usually two guys out of that fray that start fighting. That is by design, people. That's not just, oh, it just happens that way. They see the two guys that have the either the biggest problem with each other or who are the best matchup. And they, and they let them go and everybody else holds somebody. <clears throat> right. You know, um, when Panarin is in there throwing full on punches to Tom's face as he is driving Tom to the boards, I think that everybody on the ice said, okay, they're going to go. And that's what happened. And then Panarin got fucked up. Yeah. And, you know, no. And then last thing, notice it's a lower body injury. None of his lower body took a brunt of any sort of impact. Right. So, everything that was allegedly vulnerable didn't get hurt. 
it might as well not have mattered. If you were to just transcribe the incident and the results without saying, oh, his head almost hit the ice. No, it didn't. You know. Huh? Well, it didn't. Right. Did not. He fell down. Helmetless. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know. And, the, and then people are like, well, he pulled his hair. And I think that a good counterpoint to that is, like, in the NFL, if you have long hair, don't they say, like, well, that's going to get pulled? It's part of the uniform. Thing. Yeah. You're so, like, I think Troy Polamalu, who always had that those luscious locks from the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys were taking clumps of his hair every game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. No, he didn't. You know, and uh, I, I mentioned in the previous episode, a good, very recent episode, or um, very recent example of how common things like this are was in the Darnell nurse fight. As they're fighting... Their helmets both come off, and he wrestles his opponent to the ground. He goes down on his back without a helmet. He was at just as much risk as Panarin to bash his head off of the ice, and then he still tries to hit him while he's down. Darnell Nurse, in this fight, mirrored everything that you're upset about with Tom Wilson. Right. Uh, Panarin was a willing combatant. He proved that with his actions. And in a different way, he was a vulnerable in a vulnerable position on the ice from Bujnevich. But still, a vulnerable player on the ice with no helmet and Darnell Nurse lined up to take a big punch and he just didn't land it. Right. And he threw it. He did. He threw yeah. a couple punches while I the think, guy was down. I think he blocked it with his knee or something. Right. But the point is, when these guys are going at it, helmets come off. They don't stop. Right. They don't say. No one stops. Yeah. They still wrestle them to the ground. They take that risk. They don't even think about it. Right. And George Peros himself had a fight where he hit his fucking head on the ice on a bad tilly. I mean, he got punched. Do I do I think that that's good for the game? Not necessarily. Do I think that it's going to turn people into murderers and people turned off by the uh, by the proposition of that being a possibility in the NHL? Absolutely not. Look how many people turned out on national TV to watch that game afterwards, and then look at how many fights happened in the first five minutes. It was six, and how many people watched that game? Uh, it was the one of the most anticipated games of the season. For Absolutely. both casual and hardcore fans. And just in case we have any listeners to this episode who are haters of Tom Wilson, he has over 80 NHL fights. He has fought so many big dogs. I think Ryan Reeves at least three times in their oh, career. Yeah. He fought Zidane Chara as recently as last season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Matt Martin. From the Islanders. He has fought... And Toronto. And when Matt Martin was in Toronto. He has fought so many big dogs. All the Shin brothers. Everybody with the last name Shin. (laughs) He he has feared no one. He is in no way a bully because he'll take on anyone any size. Right. I mean, he, he, he is a quintessential bell answerer. He doesn't back down from any. So... And then, because I know that there were a lot of people like, well, if he knew, he wouldn't, he's not going to answer the bell. Literally the first shift in, Craig Smith goes after him and he obliges. Like, 
It's just how it's going to be. And he laid the beat down. Yeah, and he fucking destroyed him. So I don't think that changes if it's Reeves. I don't think that changes if it's Chara asking for that. I don't think it's it changes if there's literally anybody on the other end of that. Tom Wilson's a, a brave dude who will fucking go in and, and drop him with anyone. Um, so, and I'm, we're not even going to get into like how nice Tom Wilson is of a guy off the ice. I mean, just, I think that in today's climate, you know, um, especially for Americans, we've been through some shit and we vilified a lot of different people. But this ain't it, guys. You gotta chill the fuck out. And if Tom Wilson lives rent-free, you can bill him. You can bill him, but it's never gonna get paid. No. <laughs> yeah. Is that I mean, it? I mean, I guess uh, an- another thought just popped in my head. Let's just a little example. You've got Tom Wilson, who will fight as a response to his actions. And then you've got guys like Connor McDavid throwing flying elbows. You think he's going to fight? Fuck no. But he also has a guy that's probably going to be able to handle that in Edmonton. The Rangers may, may need that. I mean, one guy. I'm not saying, you know, here's the thing. Tom Wilson is also a 20 goal scorer plus. Right. You know, he's a, he's a, he creates so much havoc in room. He's great on the forecheck. He's a physical presence. He adds so much hockey stuff. And, and, you know, when we were in the East Division pod, it was like, Tom Wilson doesn't need to do this. He does it, though, uh, partially because he gets, you know, thrust into that. I mean, I'm sure there's a target on his back every game. Well, I think they, they a lot of teams want to try to draw it out of him. Sure. They think he's a loose cannon, we can get under his skin, and he'll do something. Right. But I don't I don't believe he's like a Nazem Kadri in that sense. Um and, you know, okay, Tom Wilson, in the heat of the moment, flexed in the penalty box, probably because all the Rangers were just bullshit, like, talking shit. I can't hold that against him either. I thought it was hilarious. Um, <clears throat> well, I can... If if you're a Rangers fan, you probably hated that. Yeah, and I get why you would hate that, but I can tell you, I've done stupid shit like that. I remember <laughs> on a shift in college, I'm pretty sure within a span of 10 to 15 seconds... I laid three very solid body checks and I looked at the opposing team's bench and I said, who else wants it? (laughs) Or something like that. Did you say that they were, if they have honor, they'll come out and meet you at center ice? Pre-honor days. (laughs) But... I mean, I get it. When you're you're pumped up and, and things are happening, you just... Throw that challenge out there because you're feeling good. Dude, I got in a fight in, in college and you were there and uh, we went pretty – it was a pretty good tussle. Uh, I remember having the guy in the headlock and as he was face down, I had him like in like a poor headlock. So I was like grabbing his head. I shoved my middle finger into his eye. Jesus. <laughs> and he squirmed like – he. Did not like that. Oh, I'm he, sure he squirmed and got up and rabbit and hit me in the fucking forehead like four or five times. You deserve that. Oh, de- definitely, definitely. And then we got up and then the boy, the refs were like, "Good bout, good bout, like get away." And I just sat in the penalty box until they told me to leave. This dude left immediately. I think he might have been a little injured, but he, I just sat in the penalty box and like stared at the crowd. 
<laughs> we were playing away. They were so fucking mad. Um, and then the ref came over and was like, you're done, dude. And I'm like, where's the other guy? And he's like, he left a long time ago. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. So I got my shit and I left and, and everybody started cheering. Um, you know, it's, it happens, bro. It happens. Yeah. That's hockey. It is. And let me say this. If you had a camera at the bottom of football piles, you people who think Tom Wilson should be done for life would be crucifying so many football players. You would be <laughs> yeah, like... Don't, don't full-blown th- punches and like yeah, nuts pe- and people, yeah, twisting they, ankles. and They twist things. They grab things. Sometimes they probably put a finger somewhere they shouldn't. You do anything that's going <laughs> to disrupt someone. I mean, it it gets nasty. And it's the same thing with hockey scrums. So don't so don't smell Polly's fingers. Oh my god. I never did it. I just know what happens. <laughs> Were you the recipient, Polly? No, but someone did grab and twist my nuts once when they were tackling me. <laughs> On purpose? No. I don't yeah. think so. Possibly though. Well, apparently it wasn't on purpose. I think it was. But <laughs> He was, someone heard him say, I think I grabbed his nuts. And I was just like, that's bullshit. You're a head case. You grabbed my nuts. <laughs> it's the most play Polly got in high school. Yeah. <laughs> On and off the field. Oh, man. All right. Well, I don't know. This Gap horse sense. is dead. Yeah. Keep fighting the good fight. Look, you know, you've seen a lot of people show their ass probably on both sides uh, I don't know. Keep it classy, man. I mean, I feel fine that we are the most hated uh, franchise right now and that we have the most hated player and that Tom Wilson lives rent free in everybody's heads. Like, I don't care. I think that's amazing. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people calling for vigilante justice and, and hey, you know, it that may happen. And I'm sure that Tom Wilson probably goes out thinking that all the time and every game he plays probably that somebody's going to try to take a run at me. Everybody wants a shot at the title. Uh, and you know, he's obliged to many of those, but you know, I, if one day Tom Wilson does get run from behind or taken a big cheap shot, you know, I hope the best for him, but I think that he realizes that that's par for the course. It's for him. Part of the game. Absolutely. He, he has that risk more than other players. Yeah. And I mean, if you want some sort of switch to be thrown and that stuff to be out of the game, you know, more power to you. I don't think it's going to be that easy though. Um, and I think that it's going to take a really heavy outcome from the league to say that this is really no longer acceptable. We're not just going to fucking virtue signal here and say like, Oh, it was a bad thing that somebody got injured. Uh, no, they're going to, you're, they're going to have to say like, okay, well, when this happens, heavy, heavy, heavy suspensions are going to be dealt out, uh, and rules are going to be changed and things like that. And even then it's going to take five years for the, for everybody to adjust at least one or two years for that to be completely out of the game. And I don't yeah. think it ever will be. I mean, hockey has played an incredibly high rate of speed. Um, I liken it to like being, having road rage, you know, Nobody steps in front of you while you're walking and you start, you know, screaming and yelling, what the fuck? Uh, but when your body 
subliminally knows that you're traveling at 60 miles an hour and someone cuts you off and you lose your fucking shit. That's kind of like hockey. You know, you're going, you're skating at the rate that is probably double your highest sprint. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of moving around the ice at a decent rate. That's not going full bore. I mean, there's guys that can skate like damn near 30 miles an hour or some shit. And I mean, I'm sure McDavid can skate at least 25, which is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy speed to be going. Um, and imagine just being hit that and or having your legs taken out or whatever. Things happen so quick in, in that sport, in hockey, that these things happen. So, you know, emotions run high, yada, 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 but... I guess we've beat this this horse to death and beyond. Yeah. I did actually there was one play that I I saw that happened within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It involved Brady Kachuk and I can't remember if he was the recipient or the one who dished it out, but a scrum in front of the net, the guy ended it up kind of bent over, leaning, and he got a cross check. It was to the back of the head, I believe. And there was no outcry for that. I mean, that's dangerous. That could have killed somebody. Yeah. You know, especially, literally. I mean, being three feet off the ground, yeah. he's going to have the, the hit. You're kissing ice. And then the the force, right. not just, you know, being in a a position where they're, you can't move and build momentum. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Tom probably shouldn't have done it, but it's not as big of a deal as everyone's making it out to be. Sure. I mean, in a a perfect world, the refs would have broken this up or gotten ahead of this. In a perfect world, nobody would have gotten hurt, whether it's a nagging injury from the past or not. Uh, In a perfect world, things may, you know, nobody dies, but I don't know. I mean, it's not perfect. Emotions run high and people are... And this is hockey. I mean, uh, it's part of the, the game that I think that a lot of fans think are exciting. I think that a lot of new fans will think that's exciting as well, to, to be able to, like, holy shit, this is legal? Like, these guys just go sit for a while? Like, wow, that's crazy. You know, I mean, that was a draw for me. In ho- and when I first saw the game, I was like, you know, my first experience to live hockey was the USHL, man. If you aren't scoring and making shit happen at a high rate at the at the USHL level, you're fighting. So, and this was all pre 2005. So I saw guys just beating the shit out of each other and then going out and playing hockey and a good at like you know a high level. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's a beautiful game. I gotta be a part of it. Absolutely. And that was history. That was it for me. So, whatever. Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. I hope that we haven't opened too many scabs. <laughs> oh, I have one quote. Okay. It's from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> and Thad says something along the lines of, stay away from the hockey players. They're crazy. They run around on knives. They, they run around with knives on their feet on the hardest surface on the planet. Yeah. And there's more to that quote, but it's a crazy game. Yeah. You got to be inherently crazy dangerous. to play it, right? I mean, how many people go to public skate and get fucking public skate where there's nobody coming after them and fuck themselves up? You know, I hit my head on the ice when I was a kid. <laughs> Were you fucked up? Yeah. What happened? Did they? Have I to mean, call I just anybody? remember. Well, 
Yeah, uh, I was with my my siblings. <laughs> so um, they didn't give a shit. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the ice guard took me in, made sure I was okay. Were you I crying? Mean, it hurt. Yeah, I was like five. <laughs> it hurt. I had a big bump. But here I am. Today. I mean, I ended up being a podcaster, so, yeah. you know, maybe I didn't turn out that great. No, you definitely didn't, but that's okay. I'm in the same boat. Um, fuck, I mean, not just... I think that my first... In hockey... You know, I was an older pl- I was like 12 when I first started playing. So, like, getting hit when you're 12 years old after playing sports like soccer and baseball uh, and, like, no physical contact and then going out there and having guys take pleasure and watching you squirm <laughs> as you fucking take a hit and just, like, lay on the ice like, oh, my God, like, out of your shit. Uh, that was a pretty big culture shock for me, but it's something that I learned was part of the game. Um, I don't regret it. I don't regret having that be part of the game at all. Um, I think it's made me into the great human being that I am today. <laughs> yeah. That's not a great endorsement for us. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well, with that, I think that we should cut this done. Yeah. Caps fans until next week. Thanks for tuning in. Radar podcast, five stars only five stars only. And we'll see next week. One game, probably have a backup epi. For you, because I think we're going to take a day off on it on yeah. Thursday. Uh, happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month in May. So, Polly actually has a pretty good epi that we've cut in the backup about uh, his struggles with OCD, correct? Yes. That we'll be launching on Thursday. So, you know, tune in for a little heart to heart. We're going to talk about some stuff. And um, I don't know. Have a great week. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. All right. Hockey Show, Pod Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.